Welcome back to episode 62 of the Idols to Rebels podcast. This podcast is uploaded every Wednesday or Thursday, depending on you know how busy we get. But there is versions available, video version available, personal favorite on YouTube. Just search the Idols to Rebels podcast, or it's available on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, everything that you can listen to a podcast on. This week, a little bit different setup. If you noticed last week, we did an interview with Cruz, the host of the Cruise Control podcast, one of my fraternity brothers. Great guy. Go check it out. Hour and a half long episode. It was fantastic. But my normal co-host, Sean, is not available. He is flying up north to go to a wedding. So instead, I have a new face. So would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> this is a dream come true. <laughs> uh, I'm Tommy. <laughs> Two floors below Jack, living out here in Fort Lauderdale. Right, Tommy. And where are you from, Tommy? I don't think anyone knows where you're from. I'm from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Uh, if people ask, I just say Boston. Not a lot of people know where it is, but it's a little slice of heaven up north. There you go. So what um, we were talking about this, like we said before, off air, we were talking about Sean, kind of the similar boat. He moved down here, you know, not really knowing anybody moved down here for work. So what brought you down here? Because your story is pretty similar to mine. Yeah, I mean, I was just I was just kind of getting sick. I felt trapped up at home. I was kind of just getting sick of the same old shit. I've lived there my whole life. So I just said, fuck it. I heard South Florida is the place to be, packed up my bags and just came down here dolo. And fucking, I don't know, I don't regret it at all. And you move what? It's been two months, a month. How long have you been down here? Two months. Fantastic. Yeah. So same sort of situation. It was kind of, you know, pack up, send it, figure it out as soon as you get there. So, and that's what. Well, so basically, I, I was like, I got to get out of here. Looked up places, found society, didn't even tour it. They had a room available, booked the room, packed my bags. Two weeks later, I'm, I'm down here. So you came in, did you have work before you came down here or was it literally just a fucking Google search and it was gone? Yeah, like I, I didn't have the job lined up. Like I had my apartment before I had my job lined up. So I was like that last week before I came down here, I already had put down my deposit. I'm like grinding, trying to find a place to live, uh, to a place to work. Then I found that job that, you know, I had that just didn't work out, but paid, paid the first monster at, so we're chilling. There you go. There you go. And you're, so your lease is up here pretty soon. And so Tommy will be moving in with the boys here pretty soon oh. and we'll be getting after it. But yeah, I think a lot of people, I've met a lot of people that are kind of similar. Have you met, I mean, the majority, it might be 50, 50 split of like people that are actually from South Florida and people that are from everywhere else. I, I feel like it's more, I've met more people from up North, like Northeast by far than anyone else I've met down here. And it's weird because it is, it's always Northeast. It's your Maryland's, New York's, your Boston's. Jersey, New York, so much, a lot of Chicago, a lot of right. people from Chicago, Philly. But not a lot of people from like the fucking middle states, like where, like Alabama, there's not a lot of people, you know, Tennessee, no. haven't met a lot of people, Ohio, Indiana. Well, I guess there's a couple of Ohio people down here, but. Not a lot of Florida people. Not a lot of Florida people not in South Florida. Florida. People, hey, but that's how we like it, baby. We're run, we're taking over. Melting pot melting pot exactly and that's why i kind of loved it but i was the same way i hit i didn't search the place had the apartment before i had the job confirmed and greatest decision i've ever made so far oh easily easily I, best best move i've ever made it's it's fantastic and i think that stranding yourself and i've said this to a lot of kids that are like going to college or whatever stranding yourself is the best thing to do like yeah you can go with your hometown boys and blah blah blah, blah but you're not gonna make friends like that I think you go alone. Like that's what that, that makes, that makes you like a lot better. I think you go alone. Exactly. Exactly. And that was, that's why I think we got along so well is because it was just kind of figure it, figure it out while we get yeah. down here and Same sure enough, 
same boat same, same boat same boat same but yeah boat. if you're going if you're thinking about moving and i will i feel like a lot of people especially with covid people are realizing that it's like yo you got to make a move or don't like you're either going to stay there or you're not and so i think half the people are like i'm staying home and half the people are like fuck it i gotta go right now i would say to anyone like thinking about moving or like they want to move and they want to change stop thinking about it and just go oh you're never going to do it you're going to trap in your hometown you just gotta you gotta bite the bullet say fuck it if you go and it doesn't work out it doesn't work out, but you tried it. You don't have to regret it. Right. And you can always go home. That was the thing too, is like, I was sitting there at my parents' house, you know, for a year after graduating. And it was like, they're like, oh, well, blah, blah, you're going to fail. You're going to hit rock bottom. And then, then it's like, well, look where you're at right now. You're at rock bottom. Like you're at, you're, you're at your parents' house. Like, the only, like if, even if you fuck up, you come back, you're at the same spot you're already at. So why not go shoot for it? Yeah. I love rock bottom. Uh, Rocky bees, baby. Always. It's where you find out what you're made of exactly no so it's been it's been an absolute blast um we should be me and tommy will be recording a video this weekend it should be a good time and we'll get get the youtube channel popping but we had a couple topics we want to talk about that uh that are hit a little close to home after you know the last couple weekends here <laughs> keep it more of a keep it more of a bro episode so if you're not about that you can uh, you can exit it at any time but this is something that me and tommy talked about after it had happened but we i wanted to talk about the art of the pregame because i feel like it's kind of been lost yeah. recently the pregame is an important aspect of the night one of one of the more important aspects of the night i say it's the most i mean it sets the tone it sets the tone it, it sets the tone it gets the energy right and if the pregame isn't done right i don't know i feel like the night's off right and so I there's like two the whole night the whole night's off if the pregame isn't done right exactly if everyone's not having fun if people are like yeah i think i'm gonna head home after the worst the biggest insult you can get as someone throwing a pregame even being an, being an attendee if someone says i'm going home after your pregame you fucked it up anybody yeah well, I, <laughs> yeah i really hope that's not the case it doesn't matter it doesn't <laughs> you matter really fuck, you really fucked up if that's what happens <laughs> dude that would be the worst i mean i'm sure you know it's happened to everybody but that that's it's if the friend comes out to the pregame and you don't convince them to go out with the squad you've 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 royally failed you've failed on multiple different levels <laughs> multiple different levels but there's a couple different there's a, there's two there's two sides of this there's going to a pregame and then there's hosting a pregame yeah yeah for sure, for sure. and going to a pregame obviously the biggest thing is kind of you know timing it on both ends you don't want to be the first guy there unless it's your boy then you got to show up first yeah, yeah. Because like you gotta have you gotta have people there for people to show up. It's kind of an oxymoron, you know. You believe in I believe I'm a firm believer in the fashionably late technique. I agree, but I think that is I I I do it exactly. So but the problem is everyone has that idea now. So then it's like you're an hour later and everyone's still like, Hey, how many people are there? And no one's there because everyone's texting the same shit. Should we bring back the fashionably early? Fashionably early, 30 yeah. minutes early. Fucking the new wave, fashionably early. I'm about to let's start right here on the Idol Star Wars podcast. It is now cool to be fashionably early to a fucking pregame. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fashionably early. 30 minutes or 15 minutes early, you're good. Well, that's the toughest part about a pregame is getting everyone to show up at the same time. Cause you have a couple people trickle in, they're going to hang around for 30 minutes and then bounce. Cause like, this is terrible. You need to time it to where everyone comes at the same time. Yeah. 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 Well, and then there's also that you still, it's a pregame. You have that window of when you got to go out, like you right. got to, you got to head out by a certain time, but then you need the time to get boozed because you're not trying to go out. So, <laughs> so, Exactly. And that's the, that's why I think it's an art. That's why I wasn't going to say, you know, the tag it's an art, you know, it is, it's getting everyone, you know, it's getting the guys, the guys are pretty quick, but they're, you know, fucking will show up late. 
girls take forever to do everything. So it's like, you got to factor in an hour, hour onto whatever they say. Yeah. So then you got a time to do to show up whenever the girls get there, which is all they're ever, all they're ever asking about is like, Oh, what's the ratio looking like? Yeah. Are there thoughts? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there thoughts? And so timing that is, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful mix of just social dynamics and just, you know, getting after. Mm-hmm. And so and if you don't have proper planning, you end up at a pregame like we ended up at two weekends ago where there was 73, 73 dudes and four girls there. And it was just an absolute shit show. Good time, but weird, definitely. That's that's one of the biggest mistakes people make in the pregames. A sauce. You don't need everyone a sauce. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And but it yeah, it was it's it's a time, and that's what it kind of sparked this topic was you gotta know how to do it. You gotta you gotta plan everything out, you gotta have everything ready. And then at one point you gotta tell, especially your homies, you gotta be like, just fucking get here. That was, every- a, that was a failed pregame. That was a pathetic pregame. I'm glad it wasn't mine. If I would have thrown that pregame, I would have fucking moved out. Yeah, I just wouldn't have got to that point. <laughs> yeah, the door would have been what, locked. What, was, what were we working with? What was the ratio in there? I dude, know. I don't even, I have no 26 clue. to 4? Dude, Nikki was laughing and she's like, dude, yeah, I think there was 26. 26 20, to 4? <laughs> 26 to 4 and they were just cracking up. It was hilarious. I mean, after going out, like, it was cool and all, but it was just, it was a weird situation for a small ass apartment pregame. Yeah, I just, they just, the, the sausages just kept rolling in one after another. And that's what'll happen if you're not careful. If you don't keep that, yeah. that an eye on that door, you never know what's going to fucking walk in. Yeah, yep. But it is, it's it's one of those things, if you don't know, especially in college, you know, you're pre-gaming every night, you know, on a Monday after your exam, you're going to be getting torched. So you just got to make sure you time it right. And you got to tell the, you got to tell the, the close one, the close friends to show up early and just be there because if there's not bodies there, then no one's coming through. I, I got a question for you. All right. So what, what do you think? What's the, the, you're going to a pregame. Like, so like the way we do, like we go out and we're buying drinks at the bar all night. Right. So what is, what's your bevy? What's your pregame bevy? If you know you're going out and you're going to be buying mixies all night, or you're going to be buying your, your nooners, whatever. What's, what's I, the bev? What's the pregame bev? I think it depends. I mean, if you're, if we're going like full blown, like we're playing BP for a couple hours, obviously we'll hit the bruise, but I'm just more of like a, let's get results. And it's funny. One of my, one of my friends, <laughs> I'm a results guy too. I'm a results guy. So one of my friends said this, he, he texted after just an, a wicked blackout of like seven of us. And he was like, Hey, you know, that thing we tell each other at the beginning of the pregame where we're like, Hey, let's get hammered here. So we don't spend any more money at the bar. Never works. You just get more drunk at the bar. No, no, that never works. Never so works. I like to tell myself that lie. So I'll drink, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be at the shots. I'll be the one pouring shots, hanging out. And I think, that's kind of where I, that's kind of where I fit vodka, in. in the I think vodka needs to be involved in the pregame. Shots need to be at the pregame. I agree. You always need like a, five, a four foot 11 girl just screaming shots every 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. To but get you're it. right. You're right though. You can't have them intact. I know. I know no matter how fucked up I get it. The pregame, I'm spending the same amount of money I go every night. Exactly. I'm spending at least 150 bucks every night when we go just because fucking Fort Lauderdale is fucking expensive. That's the worst, too. I wish if I could change one thing, it'd be the prices of alcohol, dude. It's, it's ridiculous, bro. What I used to spend in a weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is now a Friday night. Some, some joints got like the nice little happy hour where you can get like the cheap like vodka soda but it's it's rare dude. the problem is happy hours are during the weekday it's like today like thursday happy hours are till eight o'clock today and then it's like well we got work tomorrow. well some of us do half the people in south florida don't which respect to them 
I wish yeah, I wish that. Oh, I wish I, I wish I was in that boat. But no, it is. It's it's crazy expensive. But that's my dream. What's what's your move? Where are you sitting fitting in, in the in the ecosystem of a of a pregame? What's your what's your role? My bev? Yeah. My bev, my pregame bev. So I think usually like I mean, like if we're gonna go to a pregame, usually we'd roll together. And I feel right. like like the way to kind of do it um is like like we did last you get a bottle. You get a bottle for the boys, like a little squad, you're rolling up. So you pour shots, you give, you give thoughts shots, obviously. They handle some shots and then have like a couple sippers or just bring a little little chaser in a cup and just make a couple mixies. Exactly. And I think you can't show up empty-handed to a pregame. No, no, like, no, you gotta be dishing. If you got a bottle, just dish it around. Whatever. Exactly, exactly. And whatever you bring to a pregame. And I also hated this and I was, I never did this. Even if I spent my whole, like all my money I had in college on a bottle or whatever for the weekend, you can't go back the next day and ask for the bottle back. I don't no, care. No, I don't care no. if you brought your fucking gray goose from your 21st birthday and you brought no. it to a pregame, you bring it to a pregame, you fucking leave it at the pregame. I think I've only experienced that situation a couple of times where like back at school, like people would leave shit at my place and then hit me up for it. And oh, like, we had people walk to our apartment, knock on the door. I think it was it, it baffled, was, bro. Baffled. Dude, and it's like they're like, "Hey, can I get my? I left my my Shvedka like under this thing." And I'm like, I left my, "My bottle of goose." It's like, yeah. dude, relax. <laughs> it's like, a, it's probably gone because you know we came back here and polished off whatever was left. And, and, and B, it's like you're you you know like why would you come back to get like if you bring it, it's gonna be gone. And if it's not gone, it's theirs now. And you can go back and drink it when you're over there. But I think that's the real walk of shame. Like you, you, you're actually dead broke. If it's a Saturday, <laughs> Saturday morning, you're so broke that you need that bottle to go out again. You need your 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 quarter of a bottle. You need yeah, your your little you're this much vodka, and you got to drink it in one sip at seven thirty, just so you're good to go for the night. Exactly. I think the only way it's acceptable is if you come chill. Like if you're coming to chill and you're all dicing up and just and, and drinking it, that's the only acceptable. You can't grab the bottle and walk home. I don't think it's acceptable to go ask for the bottle at all. I agree. I agree. I think if you're coming over, like normally if it's a Saturday and then it's Sunday football, come over and drink the, like finish it up. You leave the bottle or you leave your rack. It belongs to the crib. I agree. Like I've left so many and it, that's just the rules. It oh. belongs to the crib. The best is when you buy like a 30 rack and natty, you throw it in the fridge and then you, you crack like two of them and you show it up late and they're like, all right, let's go. And then you're like, fuck. So you put like three in your pocket and you're like, well, that thing's gone. They made out. Yeah, they, they come up, come they, up without. They killed it. They killed that. Hey, that's what you get for showing up super late. Which I have been, you know, an absolute problem about showing up super late, and then it's five minutes and never wants to go out. And I'm like, hey, let's chill here. It's like we've been here four hours. I think a big key, another another point, pregame. I think a big key to the pregame because everyone's showing up. They're not. No one's like. No one's hammered yet. Like they're bu- they're buzzing. Besides, like the one homie who shows up already black. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, the best. The vibe, like, man. Either sober or like just getting their buzz on. So the I think the ox is especially important. I think it's the most important of the night. The ox at the pregame. I and agree. Then, then the music playing anywhere else because when you're hammered, it's good. You're vibing to any music. But at the pregame, like if you people notice if the song sucks, people notice if the song's a banger. It is. And it sets, again, like we said, it sets the tone early, but it is, I didn't even think about the whole being like mostly sober, like most of the party is sober. And so having that where people are like, nah, this song actually fucking blows. I see it all the time. Like I'll literally see like a shitty song, come, some, someone will throw on a shitty song on the ox at a pregame. 
and like everyone's sober so, and i'll literally see people like looking around like, yeah the worst part is the look the worst part is like the the quick half second look who's look who's playing music yeah. and then turn back around and don't say anything that's and, when you know you're in trouble and yeah they'll always react everyone will react when, when people are sober they'll react to every song so like if it's good oh you'll know everyone will be like okay okay it'll start moving everyone getting re ready but if it's bad man you look like a fool and the best part is no one will say anything like no one will be like hey that song blows they'll just everyone will sit there and wait for it to be over everyone just will not. stand stiff as a board like no head bobbing no dancing exactly exactly wait wait for it to be over but so similar question you know moving on so we're past the pregame mm -hmm. at the bar what what do you order what's your go-to like we're gonna we're in here for a long night it's a marathon i gotta my get go, my go-to when we're going your out favorite Tito soda splash of crayon every time. It's been my go-to for like two years. Never steered me wrong. Really? See, I've done the T. I've done the Tito's crayon. I I love it, but I've never done just a splash. I'm a big flavor guy. As much as everyone's like, oh, I hate sugary drink, which I get. It cramps I you think up. The crayon. I think the, a Tito crayon is like too much juice. Like really juicy. I feel that. I feel that. But like like the so I like Tito soda. Like I know a lot of people order just Tito soda. I personally like the splash of crayon. It's called the Cape Cotter. So, like, oh, of course, there's the fucking uh, answer. There's the answer you wanted. But yeah, Tito soda, splash of crayon. I always say Tito's. I was just preference, but it doesn't really fucking matter. Dude, I do well. I'm, I don't even care. Especially, it's like what in, in a rule, something I've learned early on is, is start with your most expensive shit while you can taste it. And then after that, it's just like, Dude, go for the grind. You hate Bud Light. It doesn't matter. You're 16 drinks in. It's like, you're not going to give a fuck if it's a Bud or a Miller or a Coors. At this point in my life, financially, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not picking and choosing based based off quality. If it's getting the job done and getting me drunk, that's what's going to have to go down the hatch. Let's be honest though, too. Like I'll be the first one to say it. I'm a big, like, I love Belvedere. It's my favorite vodka, but dude, you put a gun to my head and I had my like, like I was blindfolded. I don't know if I could tell the difference between like seven. No. Different, I don't, I don't think, no, I don't no, think that's no. a thing. The one that I know, the, the one that for me has a, a, a distinct flavor because it's so fucking shitty is Smirnoff. I do not like oh, Smirnoff. I fucking love Smirnoff. I, for, you do love Smirnoff. For some reason, Smirnoff I, don't like, I don't like Smirnoff compared to the other ones. I can tell the difference. Really? So what's your go-to shitty vodka? My go-to shitty vodka? Yeah. Like if you're, we're on a budget here, fucking grab a handle. Let's go. I usually go Tito's, but like Tito's your budget. Tito's is like mid tier. Yeah, it's mid. -tier. I'm talking like Shvedka, Smirnoff. What else is down there? Um, Taka, which is fucking terrible. That was all they drank at Tech. That shit almost killed me. Taka, yeah, all the shitty ones. And then you got like Tito's. I don't really know what Tito's is mid tier. Then you got no, your Belvi or Grey Goose. In in school, you definitely. I don't know what you guys had. We had Rubinov and Zanka. Oh God, so, no. I would. I'll never go back to those. Those are the back in the days. I. You grow out of those. Yeah, like I couldn't be seen drinking right. anymore. But I don't know. I guess I would. I mean, I would drink Smirnoff if I didn't have any money to get Tito's, probably. That's the move. Too. I also like Svetka because it is kind of like you got a glass bottle, so you don't seem like the poorest person in the world. And I think, it, dude, once you're down, once you're down there, once you like look when you're in your liquor store and you just go to the bottom and you're just like looking for shit, it's all the same down there, oh, yeah. down in the down in the slums. Yeah, the best place on earth, bro. Bottom shelf. Dude, Rocky B. Mm -hmm. The bottom shelf has given me a lot of good times. I agree. Fuck it. I think the only thing that I did here, because I, I gave this point to somebody else talking about, you know, expensive drinks that really, it really doesn't change much, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, was the hangovers. 
So I heard that because oh, it's, yeah, a higher, it's a higher quality, it's a higher quality alcohol. It gives you the hangovers are way less, which I've, I've never thought about. Cause I don't think I've ever gotten mangled off of besides like really expensive champagne. I don't think I've ever gotten mangled off just only expensive stuff the whole night. I've noticed before, like I've never had a night where I'm just drank just really expensive wine all night. So I wouldn't know if that gives you a hangover, but I, the worst hangovers I've ever had have been uh, wine bag nights. Oh yeah. Like facing a, face, facing a wine bag. Yes. Like you are so fucking hung over the next day, bro. It is. Oh dude. It's cause it's a gallon of fucking wine and sugar. That's what it is. When those raspberries came out, this get that shit out of here. Whenever those raspberries came out, my family loved them and they were great. But then we figured out very quickly that if you had like seven or eight of them, dude, it would lock your stomach up and you'd be hunched over. And it's like, you weren't going to throw up. It was just the cramps from the sugar and we drink them on the beach. Oh my God. It was so miserable. I used to drink when I was in high school, like senior year of high school, the drink was like twisted teas. Which I can I, see it. You I look like a twisted, you I, look like a twisted tea guy. So I just gave you your first one the other you day. You did give me my first twisted yeah. tea at the beach. Um, but now I can't do them anymore, dude. The hangover is really bad on those too. There's so much sugar. That was actually better than I thought. As someone who hates sweet tea, which I mean, everyone around me growing up, Texas, they're fun to shotgun. They're fun to shot. Really fun to shotgun. But I just, I don't like sweet tea. I don't like unsweet tea. I think it tastes like shit, to be honest. Do you drink sweet tea? No. Exactly. That's what I figured. (laughs) Not a big tea guy. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I figured. I'll fuck with some green tea. Green tea shots are diesel, and they love them down here. Those are fire. Yeah, those are fire. I thought that was a damn thing. The first time the other day, uh, yeah, the war, if I had a, a white tea shot. Yeah, I think I was in on that. I don't, I've never. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the concoction. <laughs> what was it? Tasted, tasted yeah, you ever similar. seen a white tea in your life? Yeah, it tasted similar. It just <laughs> was white. There you go. What's the, uh, oh my God, you ever had a mint shot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's like nice so, dude. Then we had this girl that I, that I went to school with. She, it's all she would have. She's like, Oh, it makes it's like you just chewed gum. And I was like, Yeah, exactly. Gum and vodka. Are you fucking kidding me? It's terrible. It's like you snorted an Altoid. Like your it's whole like, body is like, No, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like the evil McGillicuddy's. I don't even know what a McGillicuddy's is. You never had mint McGillicuddy's? I've said the word McGillicuddy as uh, before, but I've never known that it was a thing. Well, you also, you, you also, and a bunch of the people down here, you guys don't know about nips. And I know sleeves. about nips. I call them airplane shots, but I know what nips oh, are. Oh, yeah, okay. Sleeves, yeah. you guys never did the sleeves? We used to always just get the sleeves, the 10 nips and the sleeve. And, like, that's what you, that's your drink for the night. See, that's it. fat. We would have the, the, the nips. Or no. They were, they were, they would always be at, the, like, the, in a bat or in a box next to the register. So you'd be like, you see a couple, like, you buy your shitty vodka and you see a couple, like, Grey Goose ones or the Bellevue ones were sick. Okay. You just grab two of those for two bucks and you're like, all right, bet. Now I'm drinking. Now I'm high class. Yeah. So, yeah, we used to just get it. It was 10 bucks, 10 nips. Just get you fucking hammered. Do, do your thing. Oh, we would get a, we would get a gallon of water and then dump out the water or drink it, whatever you wanted. And you do, uh, you do a four loco, then two natty daddies in there. And that would just be your send off. Oh, dude, it was, it was. What'd you call? What'd you call it? Sidewalk slammer. Oh, that okay. I knew it. Sidewalk. <laughs> some, I've heard other things called. Like I think I've done one of those before back. At I know some people do sidewalk slammers, uh, where you you have a forty, and then you every time you sip the forty, you pour back in your four loco, and that's also a sidewalk slammer. Okay. Dude, I'm a big natty daddy. I'm a big like. I'd rather have less drinks, like numbers with like you know obviously more results. Like I two natty daddies back in the day, you're good to go for the entire day. 
And then you're not like, I hate drinking six Locos, Locos were fucking nuts too. Oh, dude, the hangovers from Locos were terrible. Oh, Locos were like, like a crazy drunk too. Like I feel like I always. Oh got yeah, it's you're fighting. You're fighting an inanimate object. Locos. Oh my god, what's your four loco flavor? Uh, I used to just do the gold one. Yeah, gold was the move. The gold, yeah. I was reckless for a little bit, and I'd go like strawberry, and it was just the strawberry like, lemonade one was yes. alright. Yeah, like yellow and pink. That one was alright. Oh, what was the worst one? I remember I got handed a hot uh, watermelon, the green can. And it was like, it was like drinking out of my gas tank. It was fucking terrible. I literally gagged after every sip. And I was like, I want to bring back like the gross (laughs) pounding booze days. Just pounding. Dude. Well, I mean, back in the day when you, dude, I didn't realize how much time you had in college or or even in high school, how much time you had to just fuck around. It just black. Oh yeah. Just, you had, I feel like you had three days for every day that you lived. Yeah. Yep. Like now it's like 90% of it's taken up by work. And if you're still in college, fucking take advantage of it. Cause I think, we I think we need to get a funnel. We need. To I, it's funny you said that. We definitely do need to get a funnel. We that funnel, to- yes, the other day was uh, brought back some good memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to get back on that funnel ground. It's been. Okay. I think we just need to throw a darty over here. I'd say we throw a darty at the pool. We might as well. Let's just fence it off and like you know make <laughs> check IDs and just <laughs> call yeah. it our right in front of the management office. Yeah, bring it in. Yep. I love it. I love it. Duh, man, those were the, those are the fucking days. What were you, what was your guys seeing? Were you more house parties? Like what were you? Yeah, we, were, we were house parties. Baby. Dude, I miss that. I miss going into like a buddy's house and just having it crammed and just, you know, you know, the house, like the back of your hands, you just bop around. You're like, Oh, you need a beer. I'll go grab you one. Fucking just. My school, was, my school was, I mean, your school was fucking huge. My school was small. So like it was like house parties and we had two, there was like two bars in town that's it like two maybe there was a third one but like everyone just went to those like junior senior year on like thursdays but other than that it was house parties and like everyone knew each other everyone was trashed all the fucking did time. you fuck with that everybody knowing each other i always i was always curious about like no, go, not going to a small school i always thought that was i thought it was just two like two things like it would be super cool and also super annoying at the same time so like it's cool if you're rolling with like like the right crowd like it's cool but it's kind of like it's almost just like high school again kind of you know right like almost but like i don't know i liked it i i had a lot of fun at westfield but i don't know i i think i might have liked a bigger school probably well i mean hey you're coming to Bama with me here and we had uh we had umass right next door umass oh bet yeah 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 which is which is huge so and we had a bunch of friends there too so like so you just pop up there for the crazy darties and tailgates too that was fun i love it i love it well yeah i mean that is yeah it sucks i hate looking at old photos i'm like dude I, right now it's just like you, what we'd be doing just fucking tearing it up on a on a thursday with nothing to do dude so like back i was looking at old photos of back at me back at school like junior sophomore year holy shit i was a mess man oh yeah 100 percent. i was like jesus christ like you know you were down bad like just <laughs> hurting like oh yeah it was dude i just remember like the houses we would hang out in are just disgusting like oh, sticky man. floors you'd like pass out and fall asleep and like live for that shit live for that oh shit. it was the best it was the best you just didn't give a shit like there was no there was no like oh like oh it was like you, didn't even, you don't even think twice you walk in you don't even fucking exactly it's whatever it is that's the fucking best but yeah i know it's cool we have a perspective you know big school small school and and just moving from there but uh yeah i think that uh 
Let's uh, wrap it up on this episode. I know it's been a little bit different. I think Sean is coming back next week, and I think Tommy's going to be on this episode next episode as well. We'll have a a little uh, three person party up in this bitch. Let's go. Well, I appreciate you being on, Tommy. You'll see a lot more of Tommy. Me and Tommy will be filming a video here this weekend, and it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, tune in. We're about to have a time this weekend. Yep. So check it out. Make sure you guys, if you haven't already, follow the podcast. Subscribe on youtube everything like that like i said the video version is always fun the audio version you know it's great so spotify apple music all that good stuff and youtube and like i said look out for that new video coming next week and we will see you guys on the next episode peace peace